This is your wonderful co-host, well, I think I'm wonderful at least, Dane Alves, uh, host of Wrestling Geeks Alliance. Uh, if you're new to the show, every week we break down wrestling. Normally I go up about 7 p.m. EST. Today it was just me. We're pretty much just going over the Royal Rumble. Chris had some, uh, some things to do, so I said, screw it. I'm going to do this early, knock it out, and give you guys a great episode. A little bit shorter than normal, but due to the fact that we don't really have a lot of news to talk about, I thought it was, uh, you know, good for everything. You know, good for me to come on here, give you guys a great show, and, um, yeah, just spit out what I think about the Rumble, give some predictions, and we go from there. Like I said, if you guys are new to us, uh, I do the show every Wednesday, 7 p.m. EST. It's a part of a greater network called Geek Vibes Nation. You can find us on our website at gvnation.com, where we go over news for comic book movies, movies, uh, sports, professional wrestling, television, pretty much everything geek-wise. And from there, you can find links to our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook page, as well as our iTunes account. Um, I think we're on, we're, we're on um, Spotify, I believe. Uh, and also, obviously, Blog Talk Radio, which we appreciate Blog Talk for hosting our wonderful show. Um, so if you guys want to check all that out, definitely do that. I would appreciate some feedback. If you guys want to share your predictions, Jump on Facebook. You can find me at Dane Alves. Message me. Hit me up. Go to our Geek Vibes Nation Facebook page. Let me know. I don't have a Twitter because I think that shit is really fucking toxic. But Christopher, brother Ray Patton, Christopher Ray Patton, you can find him on Twitter if you'd like to talk to him through that. I'm just not a big fan of the platform itself. I think everyone, doesn't matter if you're left or right, or our president uh, needs to stop thinking that the whole entire world uh, speaks their mind on that fucking social media platform, and that is the voice of everyone, because there's plenty of people like me that don't. But if you do participate on it, great. Hopefully you're part of the greater good and not part of some of the slop that's on there. Um, speaking of which, I guess, guys, I don't really like controversial stuff. I don't really like political related shit um but you know unfortunately the wrestling community there can be a lot of toxic members there can be a lot of i think um hosts of other shows definitely more prestigious than mine with different outlets that 
kind of do some stuff uh, as far as, you know, media that it's not really flattering and it doesn't help things. And I want to give you guys something different than that. That's what I always try to go for. I am not someone that's going to be like a Brian Alvarez where everything is negative and my, my slogan, my fucking catchphrase is it sucks. You know, I love professional wrestling. I'm not getting paid a bunch of money to talk about it every week. I just love talking about it. And I think that's what you guys should get as far as, as being host or as far as being guests and listeners of my show, you guys should get a product where we try to stay away from all the political nonsense. Don't put some type of agenda behind anything. I'm a very big moderate centralist. I don't like either side, if that makes sense. And it's become like that within the last couple of years where there has to be an agenda. Everyone has to be wrong. No one can be fucking right. And everyone is outraged and hates something that they apparently put a lot of time into. I'm not like that. You're not going to find that here. And I, I just think it's a joke. There's there's three things that have been in the news that I do want to comment on. Um, AJ Styles was on a some talk show that's conservative-based. I think it's a Fox program. Don't know much about it. But he just had a very one-on-one conversation about PC culture. Um, he wasn't a big fan of the Gillette commercial, all that good stuff. But because he was on there, and if someone wants to correct me – Please show me something that he deliberately said that was offensive because I can't find anything. But, of course, you know, someone like Orion Satin, who I have a lot of appreciation for, who not too long ago, and even he'll admit it, um, heard something about Alexa Bliss being the one who proposed that scene that she did that was completely pointless two weeks ago where the intern walked in when she was covering up her top. I mean, didn't show anything. But Ryan was saying on his show that that was um, – that he heard that that was a tribute to Trish Stratus. Well, she corrected him on that. Same person is basically giving guff to AJ Styles for being on this program, not because of the interview, but because of this host and his ignorant-ass views and making T-shirts that he promoted before AJ came on. So now AJ has to be completely associated with that. And I thought I, I think the website was Deadspin. I don't really care. Why would AJ be on a conservative-based – it's because he's a conservative. Not everyone is evil that's conservative. Not everyone is evil that's a liberal. There's plenty of good people out here, and I wish that we would take that into account. And I think it's kind of crappy of uh, media to try to – you know, uh, they know how Twitter is. They know how social media is, and to try to take a stance – and say something. Basically, I just think it's a joke that one day he's saying, oh, no, 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 the topless thing, that was, that was fine. She was okay with it. That's what I heard. And who the fuck did you hear that from? Because it's obviously bullshit. But yet you want to give guff to AJ for being on a conservative talk show because at the beginning, probably unbeknownst to him, the dude was pushing some ignorant-ass T-shirts that say socialism is for figs. And we know what the fuck the guy was meaning. He can say all the hell, whatever he wants, but we know what it is. That type of stuff needs to stop. Society really is just draining me lately. And that's what I go to wrestling for is release. And I can't stand that when I try to listen to The Observer, you know, something I pay for. And the host, is a, uh, he's a radio DJ, 
And he's a dick to everyone. He's a dick to anyone that calls in. He's always so hateful about every product. He's doing this whole entire radio shtick. And whenever Brian is confronted by Dave or Tom or any of the other ones, and they're like, you're being like, like you're, you're over exaggerating a little, he kind of like changes. It just, I don't, I don't understand the point of trying to promote negativity. I mean, I understand when a match is drizzling shits, but my God, is everything really that negative? And I don't think it's pro WWE. I don't understand people's mindset behind that. Good wrestling is good wrestling. Good wrestlers are good wrestlers. I'm going to like all products. And I encourage you to like indie wrestling. Go to an indie promotion, especially if you're one of these tool bags that act as if you're above WWE and indies is great. Actually, go to some smaller promotions. I was at Theodore Long's camp in Atlanta. Uh, at his gym, watching a promotion, uh, Jeffrey um, from or Jeffrey Show Live, is his 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 full uh, you know um, social media name. Um, he was the announcer on it. He invited me and my friend Michael Hoyt. We went and checked it out, and it was awesome. Um, really, I was trying to get a, a conversation with uh, Miss Theodore Long, but I didn't want to interrupt him. He was doing a bunch of stuff and watching some of his new wrestlers do their thing in the ring. But just getting back to it, don't really like that. I'm also not a big fan. I, funny thing is, I think it's Ryan Satner calling him out about it. It, w- it was someone. Um, but Dave Metzler reported that uh, Andrade Cien Almas, who's now just Andrade, it doesn't mean that he's, he's destroyed and everything. It just means they're trying to market him better. People are just so over-ridiculous about everything. Saw that. His career is done because they shortened his name. <sighs> Whatever. I guess since they took Junior off of Rey Mysterio, he shouldn't have won that championship. Either way, there was speculation that Dave put out. Not speculation, stuff that he heard, and I'm sure that he has good reason to hear this. I don't know if he heard it directly from Andretti's mouth, but that Andretti had told Roosh, a.k.a. Rush, however you want to pronounce it, um, and Dragon Lee, who are brothers, um, they're both in a group called Los Cinco Urbanables de Capón. Oh, no, no, not de Capón, just Los Cinco Urbanables. Uh, with Naito, Roosh, uh, La Sombra, which is also Andrade Cienamas, uh, Dragon Lee. They were the original members. And then Naito came over to Japan, made his version of it, his chapter, if you will, De Capon, which is Japan. Along uh, um, with all the members, Sonata and Evil and Bushi and what you will. Um, so he said that apparently Andrade had told the other two wrestlers, uh, Roosh and uh, Dragon Lee, um, that it's not really that cracked up to be in the WWE, that they should probably try to find somewhere else. Now, whether or not that's true or not, when you display that on the radio, and Andretti's trying so hard to get a push, and they're actually giving him some reception, as much as I respect Dave Metzler, especially as a historian when it comes to professional wrestling, that's kind of shitty to fucking give that information out to the world so it can get back to WWE, and possibly there could be some punishment for Andrade for leaking that information or telling good wrestler, wrestlers that have potential to go to WWE not to for whatever reason. Now, I don't know if that affected him at all, but I just – some of this stuff needs to stop. Some of it needs to end. And let's take fucking politics out of talking about wrestling. You know, unless it's like something like talking about Daniel Bryan's whole entire gimmick then that makes a little more sense but other than that it's unwarranted unneeded and just with today i think we can find better things to talk about everyone thinks that vince mcmahon is this evil evil bastard 
Why? Because he's a conservative? Because his wife's on Trump's, you know, um, cabinet? You know, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I keep on saying not all people are evil. Yeah, I've heard some really shitty stories about Vince McMahon, but I've also heard some really good stories about Vince McMahon. There's a lot of wrestlers that, you know, they're not being worked enough. My favorite wrestler that are happy with their job, that are, understand that there's only so many spots to try to fill in. And the ones that aren't happy usually try to get out of there. Now, a situation like Neville sucks. And if the, if the revival is the same way, if they really are trying to get out, you know, or, or the Canellis is, even though Maria keeps on going back and forth on that. Or Dolph Ziggler, who apparently they offered a back uh, job as a producer. And he didn't like that. He didn't want it. And I think it was a down and pay from what they what what they negotiated originally. So basically, when he turned over, he would just go back as a producer, just working back and get less. Now, if that's true, that's that's bullshit. There are situations like that. There are business situations where people get screwed. We all know about the screw job. There's two interviews I found pretty funny uh, that everyone has this 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 you know this interpretation of events. Um, one of them was Kevin Kelly with Chris Jericho. I think it was an older one from this. It, it might have been all the way back a little bit after Chris's first appearance, actually, but I hadn't heard it. I'm a big Kevin Kelly fan. I think he's one of my favorite commentators nowadays. Him and Don Callis, I think, are the best commentating team when they're together in New Japan, you know, calling the ring. I think they're just a great bunch, and you would think Kevin Kelly must hate Vince. He think, must think he's an evil, evil man, you know. But no, Kevin Kelly... They let him go back in the 2000s because they didn't have anything for him to do. They made sure that he had a nice, you know, exit, uh, nice, um, what is it, severance package, whatever. Good amount of money to get him to another place, basically. He was very happy with it. He just found other work, and he just kept on doing that. And he told a story that when he first went there that I found really intriguing, I guess, because you feel you, you hear all this these stories about Vince being so evil, and he basically said that, you know, when he first started working for them, he was with Kurt Henning. They were going down to Florida, and Kurt was telling them about Mr. Fuji. This would probably be about 94, 95. This is when Vince is hemorrhaging money, keep in mind. This is not a good time business-wise for Vince. This is the new generation. It's not working out too well. People are about to leave and dip and go and start the NWO, i.e. Kevin Nash and, and Scott Hall. And and business is just down Um they had a lot of weird gimmicks before the Attitude Era, right after the Golden Age, the rock and roll wrestling era with a Hulkster. He's gone. Macho's gone. Flair's gone. You know, Vince is not doing as financially well as he was. It's probably like the lowest period. And, um, yeah, Kurt Henning was telling Kevin Kelly and I think uh, Bruce Pritchard about Mr. Fuji and that, you know, after he got out of wrestling, he got really sick. He was in pain, you know, he was an ex-professional wrestler himself before, or, yeah, before he was a manager, so his body was very worn, and he wasn't doing good health-wise, uh, and apparently to make money, he was tearing tickets at a fucking movie theater, and he had, he had left WWE on good terms, and that they just lost contact with them, and when Kurt Henning told that, Bruce Pritchard was like, hold on, we need to go talk to Vince, and when Kevin Kelly heard from Kurt, you know, after they talked to him, Vince gave him a check for $10,000 to give to Mr. Fuji to get him, you know, better off, basically. Now, I have no clue what happened from that, but that is a level of compassion. And, and you know, it's based off of appreciating someone that probably about four years before that was a big force uh, in, in your entertainment 
world of WWF at the time. And he did that. And I think that, 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 that says something. And I've heard stuff like that before about wrestlers, you know, I'm almost positive they helped out Kamala, you know, with this whole him being so broke and losing his leg to diabetes and all that horrible stuff. You know, it just seems like, especially when a wrestler, yeah, they don't have health insurance. They'll they'll pay for the bills of major medical stuff, but they don't actually have. They got to keep up with that themselves. That is something that needs to change in wrestling. But if you're someone that's not been in WWE for a very long time, like a Jeff Jarrett, for instance, who started up another company rivaling, and you're having some issues, and WWE pays for your treatment because Vince wants to help you out. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not trying to like trying to say Vince is a saint, nothing, work commitment. You know, there was, and stupidly, I got kind of in an argument because you should never message back and forth with a friend of yours about a subject because uh, you might take things the wrong way. And I'm, I can be sensitive uh, to some extent. And uh, I was going back and forth with Chris telling him that, you know, I thought it was kind of fucked up that Ring of Honor kind of screwed over MLW first with Brody King and PCO getting them to not finish their dates with MLW and just come over, you know, to be on their programming and then sign them to a major contract. And now it looks like uh, Rush was the same way, or Roosh. He was about to settle with MLW, not settle, settle down with them with a contract, and Ring of Honor said, hey, we'll give you this much, come over now, screw your dates. I find that as a business practice kind of crappy, so I projected, and Chris was just trying to, like, you know, smart me up, tell me, hey, this is a type of situation, and I agreed with them afterwards, but, you know, I, I kind of took, I, I got aggravated about it. I was, you know, I was literally heated. I really was. You know, you would think that the number one indie promotion, if you will, um, more so, than, I mean, the one that's been around for a long time kind of took the ECW place of Ring of Honor um, and has given us all these amazing talents, that they would have a better business mind not to do that. Um, I know that it's going to get very cutthroat from all these smaller organizations, and very ironic, it's because of what's, you know, forming with AEW with guys outside of Cody, who is obviously a WWE baby. Um, but the Young Bucks, uh, if Kenny decides to come there, which is still not 100%, you know, there's a lot into it that shows you that they could be swallowing, even by accident, their competition that's supposed to be guys that gave them their name. Um, and everyone's clamoring to grab people and sign them. It just sucks that Court Bauer, you know, and a great commentary by Tony Schiavone, for Christ's sake, people, for free on YouTube with MLW. Awesome roster. You know, I'm wondering still where the Pentagon and, and Phoenix are going to end up. You know, uh, they're on MLW. They were on Lucha Underground. I'm pretty sure that's done, but they're still holding people to their contracts, which is kind of bullshit when there's no word that another season's going to happen. Um, but, you know, they're a part of that, MLW and Impact. And there's a good chance they might go to NXT or AEW. You know, who knows? We'll find out. Like I keep on saying, I think Pentagon's one of the hottest guys on the non-WWE market. So wherever he goes and wherever Phoenix goes, one of the best wrestlers in the world, it's going to be a good home for them. I just, like I keep on saying... You know, going back to Vince, William Regal was on Stone Cold's podcast from a while ago, and Stone Cold's been very busy lately, and he's been doing on his podcast kind of showing us old episodes because he's been doing this for so many years. William Regal said that, and I've heard this from Mick Foley, I've heard this from Bruce Pritchard, I've heard this from a lot of people that Vince 
you know, asked William to come to WWE. And William, after WCW, was back in Britain doing some events over there. And Vince asked him, hey, can you fly out, you know, next week, let's just say. And Regal was like, I have certain dates with this company, this company, but I'd definitely love to come after that. And then said, are you on a contract? And Regal said, no, sir, but, you know, I have, I have to finish these. And it was a test, basically. Vince wants you to finish what you have going for you, probably because he's been burned in the past by a lot of people, um, before you come work for him. And he liked that William Regal. He thought that that was good worth ethic. They did that. So in retrospect, all I'm trying to say is that this evil, dastardly man who's so bad and all this created the wrestling entertainment industry that we have today. And I'm not saying go out there and, and blow them kisses or anything like that, but you know, realize that these are all businesses, and there's going to be a lot of cutthroat stuff that you're going to see from these you know, smaller companies that you're going to be very surprised they would do, basically, because kind of – doesn't go with their 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 uh, I don't know their meaning I guess I don't really know exactly what I'm trying to say I love Ring of Honor I've never been the biggest fan uh, based on their production and their look I think they're trying to go for that type of feel it's just not my shtick really but I'd love to go to a Ring of Honor show and some of my favorite talents of all time have come from there I just thought it was kind of crappy business practice to do that with MLW because I think Court Bauer is building a very awesome promotion from a promotion that's been there for a very very long time you know so that's that just wanted to get that little rant out guys you know it's my show I just try to not change anyone's perspective, but just give you more perspective, if you will. Some of my opinions on stuff, and I'm not going to make a big deal of that. That's just everything based on that. Um, but yeah, we kind of went over in there. Who's going to Ring of Honor? We now have Rush, Bendito, um, PCO, and Brody King, all for Ring of Honor. Uh, we have, let's see, what was the other... Well, AEW hasn't made any more announcements outside of Jungle Boy, which is Luke Perry's son. I believe it's Jungle Boy. Um, who, I mean, father's a huge wrestling fan. I've seen him on the Edge, Edge and Christian um, uh, television show. I forgot what the – not their podcast, but their show that they have on the network, which is hilarious. Um, so I know that he's a huge fan. His son's been wrestling for a while. I guess it's a good get. I don't know anything about the individual. I do know – that we have some new people coming to the performance center. Now, the first person is Rachel Ellering, who I believe is engaged to Chris Hero, a.k.a. Cassiusono, daughter of Paul Ellering, the amazing manager of LOD and also AOP. Um, she was in both 2017-2018 May Young Classic. Definitely a good get. She's a damn good wrestler. Karen Q, um, she was uh, big in the Ring of Honor, Women's of Honor. Uh, and she was also in the 2018 May Young Classic. Um, ACH, who is a great in-ring wrestler. I mean, he's done so much stuff for Ring of Honor in New Japan in the past. Uh, he was in the Best Super Juniors Tournament, as well as the Super Junior Tag Tournament. And then also in the same group, we have TNA Gut Check winner Sam Shaw, Scott Parker, Shea Matthews, Jonah Rock, Elliot Sexton, and Nick Camarato. I don't know anything about those last. I know, I know Sam Shaw, but I don't know the rest of them. That's good, though. 
a lot of these guys are probably going to be maybe not even straight from wrestling. It's people that they can mold. Uh, that's some type of athlete, you know, outside of it. And I mean, you look at Velveteen Dream, I believe he was a football player in college, didn't have any wrestling background. They brought him in. He did a little bit work. Uh, he was tacking partners with Leo Rush. Um, and then they made him the Velveteen Dream. And I think that's the thing that resonates to most people. So NFC's got some more people, which means people got to go. You know, and I have a prediction about three people um, as far as the men's that are NXT current roster members that are part of a group that I think need to go up. Um, this group, I'm glad that the people that we saw that have been kind of thrown into it, um, I've already said that, you know, unless Lars keeps on having more anxiety issues, and we'll find out more about that, I'm sure, in the next couple of coming weeks. He was supposed to have a program with John Cena that was definitely pulled. Um, he had a really bad apparent uh, panic attack right before it, and kind of the whole entire thing, I think, overwhelmed him. Unfortunately, that's one thing I will give Vince shit for, is that if, even if you sneeze, it's a sign of weakness. So uh, Lars Push probably has put to the side for right now, maybe going against someone else. Um, but I said him and Nikki Cross have the best chance out of this group of people. Maybe EC3. Um, but, you know, this group, Heavy Machinery, Lacey Evans, EC3, um, even Nikki Cross and Lars Sullivan, they're not to the level of this next group that I think is coming up, that they're either going to use a couple maybe at Royal Rumble to, like, put in there, to maybe cause a storyline to go towards Mania, or all, there's a good chance all of them will be right after Mania. That group is pretty obvious. Current champ, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Aleister Black, Velveteen Dream, everyone that's a part of the Undisputed Era, and uh, Pete Dunne, as far as the ladies, Shayna Baszler, Kari Sane, definitely need to make their transition. If they're going to have all these wrestlers and all these new guys, you've got to make room for them. And as much as I love them to stay in NXT, I think all of these guys are ready to go to whatever product they decide to go to next. Ricochet needs to stay there for a little bit longer, I think, personally. I think he's going to beat Gargano. But we'll get to that when we go over NXT TakeOver, which will be the next thing that we go over. But, yeah, I think to make room for some of these. And I heard Shane Strickland's another person that's on his way. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta get rid of some people. You got Matt Riddle and Keith Lee there. I want to see see them start dominating things. You know, Ricochet. Um, we gotta we gotta make some adjustments. But I'm sure that's gonna happen. And whatever happens, I'm extremely excited to find out. Well, let's move over and talk about NXT. Phoenix, and as, as as we're doing this, Christopher A. Patton is giving me a million. Well, Chris just told me that he can do the show tonight, but unfortunately he doesn't know that I'm doing it right now, so I'm going to let him know that, so I apologize. But we're going to go over NXT, and then we're going to go over Royal Rumble. I'm going to give my predictions. Doing it now, good sir. Uh, no big D. 
This is what I am writing to him, if you couldn't tell. So let's go from the, the bottom of the card. I love NXT because there's only five matches. And they're all that makes me excited because I know that all of them are going to be detailed. They're going to have a good amount of time, and they're going to be good matches. All right, so we got Matt Riddle and Cassiusono. You know, I feel – I do feel bad for Cassiusono. Chris Hero is an amazing wrestler. But, you know, I feel like – I don't know this personally – but I feel like he might be making a transition as maybe a coach or something, and maybe he wants to, at this point, help put other guys over. Um, you know, Ray's doing that kind of with Andrade. So maybe Cassiusono wants to do that with Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. Now, obviously, he beat Keith Lee. There was some, some foolery, but he has another match with Matt Riddle. It's not going to be a knockout match. It's not going to be like the last one, basically. I think this could be a good back-and-forth match, but Matt Riddle – Probably needs to come out on top. Then we have Ricochet, the NXT North American champion, going against Johnny Gargano. Yeah, Johnny Failure is going to be Johnny Failure again. I don't see Ricochet losing this. I don't know if there's going to be some type of interference, but I just don't see Ricochet losing the championship. And like I said, I think Johnny, along with Ciampa, Alistair, and a lot of these other guys, needs to make their way to the main product. I know it's kind of messed up in, 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 in concept that Johnny, in that scenario, doesn't win a title. Hey, maybe they let him win this, and then by the next takeover, he loses it to whoever, and then he makes his uh, transition. So that, that could be. I don't know. And then we have the Undisputed Era uh, putting their NXT Tag Team Championships on the line. Uh, it's Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong this time going against the War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe. Undisputed Era dropping those titles. I think we need to get, see War Raiders uh, do some cool stuff, if you will. I like their Viking look. They are dominant wrestlers. Roe is ridiculously strong, and Hansen's ridiculously agile. And you'd probably think it's the exact opposite based on their sizes, but yeah, it should be a great match. This might steal the show, honestly, out of all these ones. List. Um, I'm wondering if Adam Cole's going to get involved with that North American title match. Maybe cause Ricochet. Who knows? Maybe he's still pissed off that he lost it. But uh, with this tag match um, with Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, yeah, uh, unless there's some type of bullshit shenanigans with Bobby Fish or uh, Adam Cole interfering, I think War Raiders are going to get this. Shayna Baszler, champion, the NXT Women's Champion, to be exact, um, taking on Bianca Belair. I think Bianca is ready to be the champion. I think she's an awesome, dominating female. Uh, I think that her gimmick, you know, is is great. Uh, I think that she's she can get a little more crisp in the ring, but she's damn impressive. Um, the EST, if you will, I think beat Shayna Baszler because Shayna Baszler probably needs to be one of the people that I'm going to guess goes into the Royal Rumble. Um, I don't know if she'll advance that far, but I think we need to start. I'm not one of those idiots that are like, we're going to do four horsewomen versus four horsewomen at Mania, right? No, because two of them, no one fucking knows. And they've just barely gotten any type of work 
within NXT. They need to get better, and that's not saying anything bad against Jessamyn Duke or Marina Shafir. It's just a fact. They're, they're, they're green. So wouldn't you want them to take this next year to form storyline instead of just trying to cram it and get us fucking ready when there is a good chance a lot of people don't know who the fuck Shayna Baszler is. Shayna Baszler could be the one that kind of gets in Ronda Rousey's head, and there's a reason why there's some type of a heel turn. Because within there, you got to have Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky probably be the faces in that whole entire rivalry, since three out of the four of the four horsewomen of of of, uh, of MMA, they're heels uh, outside of Ronda. Shayna and Jessica Man Duke and Marie Shafir, they're all heels. So we gotta we gotta do more forming for people to give a shit. It's kind of like the stupidity of like, let's just have a three way with you know Charlotte and 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 Ronda and and. I'm not saying that couldn't happen, but I think that's a really big waste if you just take your titles and put it just in one match. There should be more than one women's match. And the last match on the card of WrestleMania should be Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. They're arguably the two biggest names in the company. Becky creating her own hype and Ronda having it from beforehand. So that's what I think. All right, so Tomas Ciampa versus Aleister Black uh, for the NXT Championship, last match on the card. Yeah, I'm going to give this to Tomas Ciampa. Maybe him and Johnny do have titles, and they kind of keep on going until Mania. Aleister Black's definitely someone that needs to he's, – he's the, the, the veteran now at NXT. I remember his first promo packages of this guy to come, and I was like, who is this guy? And then I found it was Tommy N, and I went and checked out his stuff, and they gave him this kind of like European like, like godfather almost. This type of feel of like some crime lord mixed with the Undertaker, this 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 uh, mystique to him, and I love Aleister Black. I think that he needs to go to Maine. It, it's just time. So my guess, I got Matt Riddle beating Cassie Sono. I changed my mind. I got Johnny Gargano beating Ricochet. Uh, War Raiders beating Undisputed Era. I got Shayna Baszler losing to Bianca Belair. Tommaso Ciampa retaining against Aleister Black. So, yeah. Maybe maybe Ricochet does win, because I don't think they're going to do that many title changes. So just tag in the women's change, and I'll just go back to my original choice of, of Ricochet. But I can see Johnny getting that title as well. They haven't given him anything, you know, gold-wise. It would be nice to see him support some type of title to give him some layering. All right, so let's go over the Rumble. I know that everyone's excited about the men's and women's Royal Rumble, but we've got to go over the other card. Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I, I'm gonna assume Rusev's gonna win this. Uh, you know, I'm glad he's got the title. I don't remember. I don't think the last two weeks he's been on there uh, on SmackDown itself. Shinsuke, I don't think he has either. So I haven't really built this match as much, but I definitely think Rusev is going to win over Shinsuke and retain the title because I think that Rusev needs to carry that thing to Mania to have a good match with whoever, probably a multi-match like we predicted last week. So I'm going to go for Rusev. If Shinsuke wins it, I just don't, they've already had him with the U S title. I think it's time probably after that for Shinsuke to go back into the main title picture, you know, say what you will about his performance as he's been in WWE, but one time this guy was a pretty damn 
amazing in ring wrestler. And if I could see him bring that level that he brought against Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe in NXT, that would be awesome. The bar, Cesaro and Sheamus are going against The Miz and Shane McMahon. Everyone thinks it's a foregone conclusion that The Miz and Shane McMahon are going to win. Uh, they're going to win the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I don't think that's actually going to happen. Um, I think the bar is going to retain, and there's going to be some type of shenanigans, maybe a Daniel Bryan interference, maybe some uh, something's going to happen to cause Miz and Shane possibly to have a match, or D- Daniel Bryan and the Miz. I don't know. Now, I could be completely wrong. Miz and Shane could pick this up, and then something could happen at the next pay-per-view. I think they have two in between with Mania, one of them being the Elimination Chamber. But I feel like, I don't know. I know everyone thinks Miz and Shane, but I feel like they're going to do some shit, and something's going to happen that's going to cause the bar to retain and make more storyline for Miz and Shane going forward towards Mania. All right, we got Ronda Rousey, the WWE Raw Women's Champion, going against Sasha Banks. I think this is going to be a good match, um, but I see Ronda Rousey winning. Um, my theory still, and I, this could be wrong, Ronda's going to beat Sasha. Becky's going to lose to Asuka. Becky's going to do some type of shenanigans to get her into the Royal Rumble. Um, who knows? Maybe she wins it. Maybe Charlotte wins it. But eventually, Becky. Well, no, I guess it would have to make sense if Becky wins it. She calls out Ronda. We get Ronda and Becky for the Raw Women's Championship at Mania main event. Um, even though Charlotte loses that, something else happens, and then we get a rematch of Oscar versus Charlotte, arguably the best match on the card last year for Mania, in my opinion. Um, for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. So that's what I think is going to happen. Like I said, I could be wrong. Uh, fourth match on the card, which honestly is probably going to be one of the first matches, but that's okay. Buddy Murphy, the WWE Cruiserweight Championship against Akira Tozawa, Heido Atami, and Kalisto. Still can't believe Kenta, after all this, is in the Cruiserweight division. You know, someone that used to be in the ranks with Nigel McGuinness and Daniel Bryan and everyone else in Ring of Honor back in the day, putting on crazy matches, but it's fine. Um, the only person I'd like to win is Akira Tozawa, because I think he had that freaking title for five minutes. Or Atami. It would be nice to see him with some gold. Uh, but I think, yeah, it's probably going to come off Buddy Murphy. I'm very surprised. Maybe they're not wanting to put the same people over and over again, but Cedric Alexander and um, Oh, man, I can't think of his name. The guy that used to bring the signs and used to make a big stink about people going off the top ropes. Why can't you think of his name? I'm looking right at him. Um, Gulak. Uh, Drew Gulak? Man, I'm sorry, guys. I'm having a blank. But, yeah, Gulak and um, Alexander are usually always in. Um, Noam Dar needs to stick in Britain to go to UK uh, NXT because they never do anything with him. And he's an incredible in-ring talent. Uh, I know that they're having, they are having that awesome thing where it's five wrestlers, it's like a tournament um, for fans uh, before the Rumble uh, during that weekend where it's five, it's like the the Battle of Worlds or something like that. And it's 
Five NXT stars. Adam Cole's one of them. Velveteen Dream's one of them. Uh, and a couple others against NXT UK, including like Jordan Devlin and um, Tyler Bate and a couple other big people. And then also um, TJP. So basically five from 205 Live, five from NXT and five from NXT UK, all competing in a tournament. That should be a lot of fun. I hope maybe we can see that online, but it'll probably be just something for the live audience. But either way, that's, that's a very cool concept. Uh, to have your other programming, kind of having like a tournament with some of the best guys that you have. Um, I think Cedric, what I was trying to say is I think Gulak and Cedric are part of those five. That also makes sense that I'm Cole's not on it. Velveteen Dream's not a part of it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. And then the the other big match, obviously, Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor for the WWE Universal Championship. If Finn Balor wins, Vince and Triple H are really listening to us and taking some changes. And I'm going to assume that Seth's going to win the Rumble and it's going to be Seth versus Finn at Mania. Now, I don't see him doing that. But it kind of would make sense because even if you have championship off of Brock, it's a very similar situation. Obviously, obviously Finn was a little bit smaller to Eddie beating Brock. But I think Brock was in other matches beforehand and kind of wore him down to be able to lose to Eddie. So. <laughs> and apparently Finn's not using the demon either. Um, what I'm trying to say is that you can have Brock versus Braun at Mania without a title, and it could still be a big match. Braun could even be someone that causes some problems within the match, but I'd love to see Finn Balor get that Universal Championship and be able to go against Seth Rollins, and you have for the first you know, uh, Universal Championship match was between the two of them. Finn got injured after winning it. Uh, you know, a rematch for that on the big stage, they would have one hell of a fucking match. But Brock's probably going to win that. So I'm going to say Brock. Then AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Um, God, another one. I, I, Daniel Bryan's probably going to win this, but I don't know who the hell he's going to go against at Mania. It's a, it's a crazy concept. Now, I also don't know who AJ's going to go against. I don't think they're going to keep on just having the two of them. Uh, so it's, it's, it's weird. Um, but, yeah, either way, should be a great match. I mean, you have arguably maybe Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, KO. There's only so many guys that are that incredible when it comes to entering wrestling. And these guys are probably, if not the top two, right at the top. So they've given us great matches in the past, and we'll probably have another one. So now we have the Men's Royal Rumble. I'm going to go over everyone that's that's uh, in it, that's been announced so far. R-Truth is number 30. Remember that? He won it from the Mixed Match Challenge. You got Drew McIntyre, Xavier Woods, Big E, Cuffy Kingston, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor is on this list. I don't know about that. He's in a championship match. So it's Fox Sports from four hours ago. Hopefully they know what they're talking about. Jeff Hardy, Dean Ambrose, Samoa Joe, Bobby Lashley, the Intercontinental Champion, uh, Elias, Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal, Paulo Cruz, Andrade Cien Almas, John Cena, Mustafa Ali, Rey Mysterio. All right, so right off the bat, I think Mustafa Ali and Samoa Joe are going to continue their feud going forward. I think Mustafa Ali is actually going to cost Samoa Joe the, champ, the, the rumble. And Samoa Joe is going to get back in the ring, destroy him, do some fucked up shit, and maybe throw him out. 
continue something with them. Who do I think – apparently soon it's not going to be in this anymore. So a lot of my uh, choices last week were kind of screwed from that. Uh, they're keeping him out. It's actually apparently not a real injury. Um, but they're keeping him out to, uh, I guess, use him for something else. I don't know why you make announcements, uh, especially if you're going to change them that drastically, especially with a huge name like Cena. But that's what they're doing. Now, I guess the first question is some some guest superstars. I don't think they're going to have a lot. Oh, and I, I don't think RKO's on here. Randy Orton's definitely going to be a part of this. He dropped Samoa Joe on SmackDown after Samoa Joe just decimated Andrade and uh, Ray. So, yeah, that, that's, that's another person. Randy Orton's definitely going to be in there. Throwing some RKO's up. So the guests, people... I don't think they're going to have any legends, guys. I, I think that the only people I could see legend-wise make an appearance. Someone said this, and I don't know how big he is as a superstar anymore, but Carlito, who was on recently on Edge and Christian's uh, variety show on the network, um, you know, I would love that if I heard the music him come out. Carlito was such a great in hand. You know, if they really did something with them, I don't know if they would have the next – Rock, but something like that, maybe like a Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, uh, level of charisma, style with the concept. I spit in the face of people that are not cool. Yeah, I love that shit. So it would be great to see him. Tajiri would be a fun person to throw in. RVD would be a huge pop. But I know his heart's not in the game anymore. Other than that, maybe the Dudley Boys back-to-back. That would be a lot of fun for a last style thing. Um, but I don't, I don't think that they're, they're going to be that, that many like crazy. Uh, if the rock comes out, people are going to fucking shit themselves. So I wouldn't expect that out of wrestlers that are injured right now. Bray Wyatt, I think is definitely coming back. I've heard that Harper and Rowan or who the heck were they waiting for? I know both of them were having, there is a rumor basically that maybe the Wyatt family could show up in this. Um, and that would be an awesome reform, reformation for me, at least. I know that every like, I know my co-host Chris is kind of sick of the Wyatt family. I don't think those guys are doing anything. I think they bring out the best of each other. I like them more as like this weird satanic cult uh, than you know the spiritual element they kind of threw into it when they try to make force Bray to be the next Undertaker uh, when it's just not natural. So I definitely think Bray Wyatt's going to be in there. Uh, KO is in great shape. Apparently he's not coming back yet. He's still injured. Same thing with Sami Zayn told Chris Jericho that he wasn't ready to come back. I just find it really weird. Uh, it's not that I don't believe them, but you know, wrestlers, if they are going to make a surprise on, you know, uh, appearance in Royal Rumble and come back, they're not going to fucking tell you. So Kevin Owens looks amazing. He dropped a bunch of weight. He got a new tattoo. I could see KO make an appearance. I could see Sami Zayn make an appearance. I wouldn't count on it, but I could see them making an appearance. I don't think that we're going to have the mayor of Knoxville this year doing this thing, Kane coming out and destroying people. Um, I think Braun's going to take place of that. Uh, as far as – I'm trying to think of, like, another person. Um, Big Show is another person that could definitely come out. Hey, Rikishi would be a lot of fun. I don't think – especially if his sons were involved in there and then the three of them kind of doing some stuff together – 
that would be a lot of fun too. Mark Henry would be a lot of fun. Um, I think there's two names, though, that everyone's wondering if there's a possibility they could be there. Forbes uh, did an article that was released a couple of hours ago saying that I don't know really what they're basing this off of, but it, Roman possibly peering at the at the uh, Royal Rumble. And if he does appear, there's a good chance he's probably going to win it. And I think people would be really happy and really it would be actually a very positive thing based on what happened with them. Um, but I wouldn't really put too much – like even though Forbes is making a, an opinion article based off of Chris Jericho saying that, you know, he talked to Roman that he was doing really well with his treatment and stuff like that. Um, I didn't read too much into the article, but I can tell you that cancer is a very, very tricky thing, and there's probably a lot more to it. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But I would love it if it does happen, and I think that would be awesome. And I would want him to to uh, decimate uh, Dean Ambrose. I almost said delete. Uh, Matt Hardy's another person I could see definitely potentially being in this, make an appearance. Um, and then there's Kenny Omega. We don't know. You know, Cody kind of was talking about he wouldn't give any direct answer, but, like, you know, how Kenny has to choose, basically. And I'm sure he's, he would get a huge payday if he went to AEW from uh, Mr. Tony Khan. But WWE's throwing stupid money on, at him. You know, they were throwing, apparently, AJ Styles' money at the Bucks and even more money at Kenny. So it's kind of like Cody said, it's either creative freedom or a huge, you know, amount of money. And Kenny signs a fucking couple year deal. He could do that, still be in his thirties and go to AEW right afterwards. If he's not having fun, WWE, they're going to make him a top guy. If Kenny or Roman, either one of them show up, expect them to possibly be the one who wins the rumble. If neither of them, or if both of them somehow show up, I don't know. I will go Roman over Kenny. You know, you got to think, AJ Styles didn't win the Royal Rumble when he was in there first, and people fucking were going crazy in the audience. It's one of the biggest pops I've ever heard as far as watching it, you know, not being there live, but seeing it and hearing from people that were there. You know, people were really excited about AJ Styles. So we'll see on that. And then NXT call-ups. You have Aleister Black, Adam Cole again, even though he was there last year, Velveteen Dream, there's a good strong chance that those three guys could make their appearance, I would say. Now, who do I think is going to win? My top five, I don't know if Cena's going to be there or not. He would be in my top five. Rey Mysterio's in there, because I could see him going against Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania. Uh, they would have a great match. Mustafa Ali's someone that I could see. Some people are saying definitely. I don't know about that. Seth Rollins, I was definitely more for beforehand. But now it seems like that's, that's kind of settled. I don't know if he's actually going to be going against Brock Lesnar at Mania. So there's also Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. Now, I'd love Big E to win it. I think that would be awesome, or Xavier Woods, to keep on doing what they're doing. Um, by the way, Masafa Ali's promo on SmackDown was fucking awesome. But I feel like he's going to be a part of more building storyline for a potential feud keep on going with him and Samoa Joe. So I don't know if he's going to be a part of that. But then again, it's very, very possible. So who do I think? God, if I'm going to put it on one person, 
I'm going to say Seth Rollins. I, th- I think that he's he's got this. You know, I think that it's a little bit different of a situation and that there is a very, very good possibility that he could pick up the win. I just do. I, I think that, you know, he can go in there, create some havoc, going all through the end, and then going after Brock Lesnar. Seems like a lot of fun, and fans would be really, really, really behind that compared to some of these other choices. So, who knows? I could be wrong, but that's who I think is going to end up winning the Royal Rumble of Seth Rollins. I'm not 100% sure on that. Man, I'd love Samoa Joe to somehow win. That'd be awesome. But I feel like him and Mustafa Ali is going to create some storyline together, like I keep on saying. All right, guys, so let's go over the last thing, the Women's Royal Rumble. Remember, Carmella is 30 after winning the Mixed Match Challenge. You also have Natalia, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Ember Moon, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Ruby Riot, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Alicia, Alicia Fuchs, Zelina Vega, Naomi, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Charlotte Flair, Dana Brooke, Tamina, Nia Jax, Lana, and Nikki Cross. Now, once again, I don't know why Sasha Banks is on this list. She's in a championship match. So thanks, Fox Sports, for being reliable. Maybe she is in both things. I don't think so. Um, this is either Charlotte or Becky in my scenario. Becky comes in, takes out someone, whoever the fuck it is, takes their spot, goes out, wins it. After getting pissed off that she got screwed over, maybe by Ronda again for her match against Asuka, maybe it's by Charlotte. Take Charlotte out. There's a lot of ways you can do this. For Legends this year, I don't know if they should really go for that. There's so many women in the women's division as it is right now. I think they should go for more NXT-based. Now, Kari Sane and Shayna Baszler will definitely come to mind. Even if, whether or not Bianca wins, I think she should. She's another person I could see showing up at this Royal Rumble. Um, Io Shirai, you know, Tony Storm, uh, Rhea Ripley, some of these awesome names from either NXT UK or NXT, they should probably be in this. Now, if I'm going to take some female wrestlers, Molly Holly was awesome to see. I'd love to see Ivory make an appearance. I'd love to see Victoria make an appearance. Um, Eva Torres, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, someone a little more out of the box. If they put Trish and Lita in there, it's all about building storylines. It's kind of like the men's thing where I said about, you know, Mustafa Ali possibly eliminating Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe going fucking ballistic, going back in there, you know, and trying to destroy Mustafa Ali like Undertaker did the Maven back in 03. Um, with this, I don't think we're done with uh, Naomi and um, – all of a that she has with Mandy Rose. I think that's going to be displayed within there. Maybe someone helps her out, and then they have a tag team, you know, set up, and then both tag teams probably that elimination tag team thing, which is the reason why I think Sasha's going to lose mainly is because I think her and Bailey are going to pick up those titles. Um, one of the main reasons. So 
that at Mania we could have Naomi and possibly Carmella against the two of them, or maybe even the two of them against Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. I'm not 100% sure. As long as it's not Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, I like them, but I don't think they're ready for that. Uh, but the women's match, it should be pretty freaking awesome. And um, I'm as excited for the ladies' match as I am the men's. Now, there's no crazy name that you can say could be possibly coming back to do this or a new star outside of anything, you know, that I could think of. Like, I would fucking, I would, you know, just spontaneously combust if Rosemary appeared, but I don't see that happening. Uh, Piper Niven, a.k.a. Viper, uh, she joined uh, NXT UK, I believe, so that would be another fun uh, combatant. So did, uh, oh, man, very, very large, badass woman from Germany that was part of the first Mayon Classic, Jesse Gaber. Another person I could see definitely getting thrown in there. Um, you know, and I don't I don't expect uh Beth Phoenix to be a part of it because she's commentating along with um Renee Young. So I don't see that happening, but either way, I mean this is gonna be a great match. Um I'm really trying hard to figure out someone that's random that would be, like, out of nowhere. To Jacqueline, she she did last year, I believe, too. If they want to get some legends in there, but I'm just saying, throw some love to your NXT uh, upcoming wrestlers, and uh, that would be the more preferred thing. But, yeah, Royal Rumble, guys, this weekend, I'm excited. I know you're excited. It's the road to WrestleMania. Starts the Rumble kind of starts right beforehand, but whatever. You know, there's a lot of pre-planning that ends up going into Rumble that ends up being things, you know, that kind of string WrestleMania together. So, um, yeah. I'm excited about it, though. Either way, it's going to be fun this weekend. I can't wait to watch NXT TakeOver, and I can't wait to watch Royal Rumble. Both events I look forward to a lot and uh, I just wanted to, you know, give you guys a show where I went over everything and kind of talked about it so you guys would have something this week. Uh, but there wasn't a lot of stuff to talk about besides that. Uh, before I go, I definitely wanted to make a shout-out and also do a little promotion for one of our sponsors, Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you're always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. So listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as any pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. I will say personally, I don't... Like, guys, think of this, and I always say it's like a, a supplement enhancement, you know, for, 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 your, for your dude. You know, you, you take other stuff to make sure your muscles are working, whatnot. It, it doesn't have to be about ED. Maybe, maybe you take a medication, though, if you do have some type of ED, maybe you take a medication that can cause that with alcohol. All I know is when I took Blue Chew, it, it definitely worked. And I think the, the thing that it's not so much about – 
you know, helping out size, that's something that's additional. It's not so much about erectile dysfunction. That's something that's additional that helps you out with. Performance and lasting a long time. My Lord, you know, I was dating someone, and I, we knew that I was going to get to the next level. And when I knew that, I popped it in the bathroom, came back out, and I think, at least in my mind, I impressed the person, and that's what I was trying to go for, make sure they're happy. And if you have a lady friend, girlfriend, wife, fiance, whatever, that should be something that's key, is making sure that they're happy. And this can make sure that both of you guys are happy. So I definitely recommend Blue Chew. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. Yes, free. When you use the special promo code GVM, as in Geek Vibes Nation, you just pay five bucks for shipping. That's it. I mean, that's an awesome fucking deal. Again, that's B L U E C H E W, BlueChew.com, promo code GVM for Geek Vibes Nation to try it free. Blue Chew is a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, guys, that's it. That's it for Wrestling Geeks Alliance this week. Like I said, I've already given you guys all the information. Want to hunt me down on Facebook and your opinions on anything I was talking about? Let me know your Royal Rumble predictions. We'll have a post, obviously, on the Facebook. You can find Geek Vibes Nation on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any of those platforms. Hit up Chris, Christopher Ray Patton on Twitter if you'd like to give him some of your opinions on the show, uh, who you think is going to win the Royal Rumble. We definitely want to hear from you. You know, we'd love to have more interaction between our fans that we know are listening to this. You know, so go to any of our, our wonderful pages for our fans. Um, and go to gvnation.com for all your news, all your information with everything. And any type of listening ability, if you will, whether it be blog talk, iTunes, you know, SoundCloud, I think we're on. Not 100% sure about SoundCloud, but I'll start out there. They'll have all the information for that, guys. And I appreciate you guys listening to me. We'll be back next week. Chris will be with me. We'll be going over the Royal Rumble and TakeOver. And uh, that's pretty much all i got to say about that. Oh, yeah! Thank you very much, Randy. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. He sounds enthused. I hope you guys are enthused. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Wrestling Geeks Alliance. And that's all I got. So let the Geek Fives be with you, and peace out. And that's the bottom line. Just don't go sesto. Oh, what's up? You want one more soundbite? Sounds good. Here's a promotion from Don Dell's page when we did an interview with him. Hey, monkeys, it's me, D-D-P, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of Diamond Cutter, the three-time world champion professional wrestler, WWE Hall of Famer, and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you monkeys, well, you're listening to Geek Vibes Nation. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Bang!